0: Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hour number two of Oilers now. If you missed the opening hour of the show, you miss Connor McDavid. You miss Connor McDavid's new agent, Judd Moldaver. And the former captain of the Edmonton Oilers, the man who played 25 minutes in the very first Heritage Classic back in uh, 2003, the Gator, Jason Smith. Our number two, momentarily, we'll hook up for Abe's Door Service, where services are especially Visit abesdoor.ca. One of the most plugged in men in the business, and that is Elliot Friedman. And we'll also get an update on the Edmonton Oil Kings, who um, acquired. Ty Nash, the son of former NHLer Tyson Nash. We saw Ty Nash out of the Penticton Rookie Tournament last year. What is Now is brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Jason from Sangudo says, Bob, technically there was a rocket surgeon. Bones from Star Trek. Would have to be considered a uh, rocket surgeon. I mean, he was the doc and he was on a rocket, so I guess you're, you're right. Our next guest uh, is the headliner on today. Well, we had Connor McDavid on and we had Judd Moldaver and we had uh, former captain Jason Smith, but Elliot Friedman's one of the most popular guests this show has for Abe's door service. We welcome back uh, from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Elliot Friedman. Hi, Elliot. How are you doing? Boy, I hate to ruin that show. That's a good lineup, Bob. Some days we do okay. We try. You, you, you know what they you say? Have a good summer? Uh, well, there was some surprising news during the summer, to be frank with you, Elliot, but uh, yeah. tried to make the most of it. Uh, really yeah. excited about uh, maybe what might happen in Edmonton and Toronto this year. I wonder whether or not, uh, yeah. you know, I've got a lot of belief in brad trey and uh i think he might be the tonic that maybe the leafs needed to add some different uh people how was your summer more importantly i know you went over you were over in europe a couple weeks ago
1: yeah i was in portugal with the family and then i was in sweden for the league and player tour and uh it was uh it was a good summer bob thanks i got a lot of rest i was uh, i was very happy thank you very much i'm looking forward to being part of the new show
0: all right uh so Portugal because I, I hear all these great things about Portugal um, yeah. I, I'll be honest I'm not a fan of Ronaldo uh, so okay. okay but that I'm a messy guy but that said like how what, what sort of what, how would you describe Portugal to maybe an Albertan who's never been to Portugal?
1: Well I would recommend going uh, I really my family and I really enjoyed it um, you know we had it we had a great trip uh, if you like. Uh, fish um, there are a lot of great fish recipes a lot of great ways to eat fish in Portugal and it's not overly expensive like some countries in the EU are very expensive I found uh, the prices there to be very reasonable like you can get good meals for for uh, very good rates and uh, the people were very friendly uh, <laughs> I was walking by someone's yard and the dog started barking at me. Um, the uh, you can find the food for very reasonable prices. Um, you know Lisbon is a beautiful city. It's a top walk. It's a, it's built on seven hills, but it's good exercise. And you know we didn't go to the north. We did a town called Aveiro for a night, and then we did the Algarve, which is right down in the Pacific Ocean in the south of the country. And, it was fantastic. Highly recommend it. Anybody who's thinking about it, uh I would I would recommend it. And the thing is if you're on a bit of a tighter budget like many people are these days you can have a good trip for good prices. Well,
0: uh, I'm not quite in the shape I used to be, Elliot. Uh, so yeah. when you mentioned uh, big hills uh, and walks and a lot of fish instead of chicken wings and beer, I don't know if it's necessarily right up my alley, but that's okay. Uh, you can find lots of good beer there. My
1: wife took a picture of me. I had like a a huge liter beer there. Oh, there you uh, go. I was actually thinking of making it my profile, so you may see it. There's lots of big beer there now.
0: We would be remiss without asking your thoughts, Uh, and, uh, you know, you're a good dude. That's all I'm going to say. You're a good dude. Your thoughts on the Edmonton Oilers, because it kind of, I don't think, well, I mean, you broke it about, 12 minutes before it happened. I think you had an inkling it might be coming down the path, but it was pretty quiet. Your thoughts on the Oilers hiring Jeff Jackson to become their CEO of Hockey Operations?
1: Well, you know, I, like I've dealt with uh, Jeff Jackson uh, a lot over the years. Um, I've dealt with him when I mean, he was an executive in Toronto, uh, part of Brian Burke's initial management team there. I've dealt with him as an agent, obviously, with Connor McDavid as one of his, as, as his big client. Um, you know, I, I dealt with him a lot actually over the years and uh, I, I really respect the guy. Um, you know, like in my position and his position, there are times we agree, there are times we disagree. We're not always thrilled with each other. Um, but overall, I think he's a really smart guy. And I think the one thing is, and I think it's important to be in that position. I think he's really process oriented. He has a plan, and he commits to his plan. And sometimes you have to deviate from your plan. Nothing in life ever goes A to B. But what he really does do is try to stick to a plan, and if you have to change, try to find the best possible way that you have to adapt. I think he's a really smart guy. Now. I don't know how much was explained. I was—I think I was away when it happened, Um, or it was early in the morning, and I'm not really much of a morning person. So I think one of the things that I think happened was, I don't think at the beginning he was a candidate, but as Edmonton started to consider what they wanted to do with this role, I think they approached him and said, we'd like you to be a candidate. So this is somebody who the Oilers identified uh, early on, the, or at, at least reasonably early in their process, and someone they terminated, so the others liked what they saw, and I think most people I know who deal with him uh, feel the same way. There's a lot to like there.
0: Elliot, I would suggest you, uh, you know, I've been hosting shows now in this market for 20 years. Uh, some would say I haven't been very good at it, but that's okay, you're allowed to think that way. I would say in the 20 years that I worked with the club, or the last 50, I'm going to year 16 with the Oilers, I can't recall another hire that was as universally well-received by some of the harsher critics of the Oilers out there. Uh, on the Twitterverse, as uh, Pete Cirelli once said, not that you have to listen to the loudest voices, but the reality is he kind of does check all the boxes. And oh, by the way, he also represents the guy who I think we generally consider to be the world's best player.
1: Well, let's see how everybody feels in two or three years, Bob. As you know, uh, even the most popular people on social media go through the ringer once in a while. Yes. I mean, look, like, you know, I, I just think, look, like he's got a lot of experience. Um, like I'll, I'll tell you this, Bob, one thing I, I definitely know that happened was I think there were some people who was, who were disappointed that he wasn't considered or given more of a shot to be in the leadership race for the Players Association. Hmm. I know there were some people who felt uh, that he deserved more of a, of a look or an opportunity there. And I, and I don't think that ever really went very far. So I think there's, there's, there's a lot of different people who think, who come from a lot of different positions who really think highly of him. And look, like I, I think it's, it's a challenge. Um, you know, like there's these are big years for the Oilers. They're, there's a lot to really like. I'm, you know, like I'm kind of at the point where I'm thinking that I might just pick the Oilers, just consistently pick the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup over the next couple of years and, and believe that one of these years I'm going to be right. Like I think there's a chance for real greatness here. Um, but with that, there always comes challenges and difficult things you have to deal with. And I think one of his greatest strengths is he's as, as a player, as a lawyer, as a member of management, as a player agent, you know, he's seen all of these
0: disputes
1: or challenges from different sides. And, you know, information is power. Knowledge is power. And, because of his career path he's got a lot
0: of it well uh, you know you have access to a lot of information and you don't use a lot of it and i think that's why a lot of people like you were joined by elliot Freeman from nhl hockey on rogers and one of the things that i mean he's already made a change in scouting which frankly i think surprised some people given tyler wright's history with ken holland but he's brought in rick mm-hmm. bracy who was uh patrick wad when he was with the colorado avalanche um yeah. But uh, one thing that uh, Jeff talked about a lot was analytics and sports science and development, Uh, and I would not be surprised to see uh, fairly quick movement in that regard. Maybe even between now and the the start of the uh, training camp is really something. So uh, there you go. I mean, he's looking for every angle, and and you know what? I mean, Elliot, you're the guy that called it. You said Edmonton and Vegas could be... You said last year when that series started on this show... That it was for the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately- well, I'm
1: not always that smart, but I, I guess I was in this case. Look, like I, I think this. I, like, like, I think this. You guys have two of the best players in the NHL, and you want to make the argument that they're the two best players in the NHL? I'm willing to hear it. And one of the reasons that McDavid in particular is as great as he is is because he's demanding, and he doesn't ask anything of anyone else that he won't do himself. And I think Jackson, knowing McDavid as well as he does, knows the best way to keep McDavid happy is to create a situation where McDavid believes every he believes he is doing everything he can to win a Stanley Cup. So he has to believe that the organization is the same way. And I think you know, Jackson knows him. He knows that. when he's talking of all that stuff he's not just talking to his organization he's not just talking to the fans but he's also talking to McDavid and saying I know how much you care I know how much you put into it I know what your end goal is and i'm going to make sure the organization is going to deliver or approach it the same way you do because if it's anything less than that or anything different than that mcdavid in particular is not going to be happy
0: you know it's been really interesting over the last two years Elliot, getting zach hyman in free agency and then taking the swing on evander kane who has been everywhere uh... Yeah. in edmonton in the off season, and so too this past year the trade for ekholm like just i could see the reaction around the players because players are part of the equation and the Oilers top end players were stoked i don't know if they thought matthias ekholm would go plus 28 in the 21 regular season games where edmonton posted the best record in the nhl but i know this the players were damn excited to get matthias ekholm and I don't think like the team's done trying to improve the team and I we've seen the impact when you add really good players to a base that includes the likes of McDavid Dreisettle, uh Nugent Hopkins and Darnell Nurse.
1: Well I think you're all in, right? Like that like that's the thing. Like we we've talked about this when's the right time when are you all in and i think your gm in particular believes you're all in i think the players believe you're all in i think ownership and and now jackson uh, i think they believe they're all in so now when you're doing that you're 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 attacking all the margins right like you don't it's like it's it's like the uh, it's like building a ship you know your one weakness well Mark Massey always said it right. I remember when we first started at Sportsnet, he, I remember one night he said, he said, in the salary cap, everybody has a weakness. The, the team that wins will be the best at preventing others from exploiting it. So Edmonton is going to try to attack all of its weaknesses as best it can. And, you know, I, I don't expect uh, anything different. I think you guys are going to be aggressive. I think you guys, if you see something that can you can add this year, I would expect you to do it. And, like, to me, there's no reason they can't win the Stanley Cup. Not at
0: all. Well, that's music to the ears for a lot of Oilers fans. Uh, we had Judd Moldaver on the show, uh, Elliot, just before you. He now represents both Connor and Austin Matthews. What did it mean yeah. uh, to Toronto? That that deal totally makes sense for me, by the way, the four-year term. I'm sure in an ideal world, you know, if you're a fan, you're looking at seven, eight years. But the reality of the situation is the players are allowed to have a little bit of flexibility from, I get it from both sides. Your thoughts?
1: Well, I think Toronto would have liked to have gotten a fifth year or maybe more out of it, but it wasn't going to be happening. In that particular case, the player has the hammer, uh, and that's the way Matthews preferred it. Um, so, look, like, uh, I been reporting many times, including I'm sure on your show too, that I thought that's what Matthews was going to do, take a medium-term deal and allowing him to sign one more big deal before his career is done and so i think toronto knew that too and now matthews has to live up to his end of the deal and i don't see any reason why he won't look i, I think the biggest reason it's a victory for uh toronto is that they don't have this hanging over them all year like it's like i mean you know what's going to happen it's the same thing with you guys like i think dry is going to stay uh, but I mean, I'm, i I'm saying that right now. I think dry is going to stay. If, if it was, if things stay the same, I don't think he'll go anywhere. Um, but like, for example, if it doesn't happen before next season, it's a circus because it's Canada and that's just the way it is. And I think what Toronto does is it avoids that circus. Now, you know, you have Matthews for five more years. You don't have anything to worry about, and everybody can just focus on coming in and playing hockey. And, you know, this is a 60-goal scorer, the MVP two years ago. It's just something you don't have to worry about. It's a, it's a win for the player, and it's a win for the organization and what's a huge year for Toronto.
0: We're still possibly waiting for a decision from the league. I don't even know. I don't know if you have anything to update on 2018. I thought we might have some resolution. Maybe you won't be. Uh, Which team are, I'm just going to throw a final one just to close out. Which, so, you know, there's the Oilers and the Leafs. I think we'd all love to see those two teams playing at Stanley Cup Final. How awesome would that be for Canada? Which sort of off-the-radar screen are you going to be keeping an eye on Elliot? here early in the season?
1: when it comes to 2018 i don't like speculating about that publicly it's right fair. it's not yep. it's not the same as a trade rumor or anything else it's, it's uh it, it's it's i don't think it's the kind of thing that should be speculated yeah. about wildly um, like everybody else i'm expecting some sort of conclusion yes. uh, in the near future but i think speculating on that is Right is not not a smart thing. Uh, I think it's a great question. I think I think your neighbors to the south, I think are going to be a very interesting team. I think the Flames, like I think the Flames are better than they showed last Me year. Me too. Me uh, too. Uh, I, I'm just curious to see, like, how do they start? I think your neighbors to the southwest in Vancouver. I'm, I would say that of the of the teams to start the year, I think Calgary and Vancouver too are going to be two of the most fascinating for me because the flames want to take the stink off from last year and the Canucks look, they, you know, they really, uh, I think they know there's a lot on the line and, uh, they, you know, last year, the start of their season was, it was a nightmare. And I think they want to get rid of that too. And,
0: uh, I'm really curious to see them
1: starting the season, too. So I picked the Flames in the comments. All right,
0: situations are always fluid. Does uh, Craig Conroy and that new staff in Calgary get Elias Lindholm uh, and Noah Hannafin signed to extensions?
1: Hannafin, no. He's made it very clear he's not staying, and he prefers to go to the States. So uh, I don't think Hannafin will be signing. Uh, Lindholm, I am optimistic. Um, before anybody runs with that, Um I like I would just say I I'm more optimistic than I was uh until you know, Livholm spoke and said he would like to stay. Now I don't think that um there's been a lot of talk in the summer and I think it's gonna be a number look we saw in the summer some of the numbers went higher. Now I thought initially it was gonna be a horvat deal to get it done, like eight five. I think the number is above that now, yes. my opinion, and so like I think it comes down to Calgary's comfort level. Are they comfortable with doing that? And I think if they are, I think I, I think there's I, I'm optimistic that there's a chance to get that done. i You know the way I look at it is this: you know, people can argue about this all they want. I look at what the team has to think. They, they, John DeHubero's eight-year deal at a 10.5 AAV starts now. If you want, like last year, it was a nightmare for him for a lot of different reasons. Fine, flush it down the toilet. Let's start again. How much of a chance do you have to make that work without Lindholm there? Like if Lindholm is not there to play with him, I, you have to show me how you're gonna make Hubertos contract work. So when I look at that, I say that's why I think it's Calgary's gonna have to try to find a way to get this done.
0: Elliot, love it. Thank you for doing the show. We look forward to having you on Wednesdays all season long. My
1: pleasure, Bob. I uh I'm looking forward to it. Um and my Friday afternoons will be a little bit different now, but uh, you know, I'm looking forward to spending my Wednesday nights
0: with you, so to speak. All right. Well, say hi to Max for us, okay? All right, Doc. Take care. Have a great night. You bet. That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service, where service is there especially. Visit abesdoor.ca. And a reminder, guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census at jbebenton.ca. 625, we step out for a couple minutes. You're listening to orders now.
1: Learn more at marines.com.
0: 627 and Evans. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper with you. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford of Wetaskiwin, well-known for their top-shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. Call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, and let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. All right. Uh, We're going to bring aboard Brendan Escott. Brendan, we um, Judd Moldaver in town, Connor McDavid's agent Austin Matthews does a uh, what was it, a four year extension after signing a five year deal. Both Connor and Leon signed max term length eight year deals. Um, would you have a problem if you did a four or five year extension with a, a McDavid or a dry signal? What would you think of that? I understand the nervousness with Leafs fans, but 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 still, you know? What do you think? I don't think that either one of those players is more
1: uh, inclined to be loyal to Edmonton than Austin Matthews would be inclined to be loyal to Toronto. I don't see why those two things would have to be different. But, I, I mean, for me, I think we might see a change in the whole landscape of the NHL once you get the cap high enough where, where you, you can go. go for a higher AAV. Players don't want long-term because they want to be able to improve on their AAV if they can boost the their
0: play. best players can handle it. But if you're a middle-of-the-road right. player that gets a great deal, maybe you're thinking a little bit differently. You'll take that eight-year term at mm-hmm. $6.25 million if you're one of those guys, right, and sign in a $50 million deal.
1: Absolutely. Or if you're somebody as young as Jack Hughes, for example, whose first contract is eight years, right? As you're saying, both yeah. Connor and Leon have already gone through that process, so now it's well, about the next still one. still three
0: more years, fortunately, for Connor, two more for Leon. <laughs> I think we're lucky that they both signed eight-year extensions. Mm-hmm. All right, 629 in Edmonton. Uh, we are going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Thomas Dias when we come back in Oilers Now. He made a trade today the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings Kurt Hill. Reed Wilkins will swing by as well you're listening to Oilers
1: Now.